Okay, so we started off last week. We had a Shmak Pshat the Mishnah, some Chidushim, lots of different days, uh, etc. Now we're going to start breaking the Gemara down piece by piece. Um, and we'll start with the first Sugya. So let's start from the Gemara. The Gemara says, Right, when it comes to the din of Tashlume Kefil, it applies both by Ganav and Meton Tainas Ganav. But to say that Arbev Hamisha only applies by Ganav, it doesn't apply by Tontainus Ganav, that was never taught. Therefore, that should be a support. The fact that distinction wasn't made should be a support for Rebchibar Abba. Because Rebchibar Abba is the name of that if a person makes a Tontainus Ganav by a Pikodon, he pays Kefil, Tavachamachar. If he stole the behemoth, then Mishan Tashlumi Abavachamisha. So that's going to be our proof. That's the Lishnakama. So the Quran Lishnakama, our Mishnah, the fact that our Mishnah doesn't distinguish between Tontanis Ganav and the regular Ganav, there we can derive from that, we can derive from that, that even a Tontanis Ganav pays Dalad Vehei. Ika da Amri. Now, we have a Lishnah Basra. Those who say as follows. Let's say that our mission is support for Rabbi Abba. Rabbi Abba of Yochanan, the Tuntain is going to be called the Sham Tashum of Hamisha. Right? Because there, according to Rabbi Abba, you pay both Kefil and Dalad Vehei by Tuntain is going to be. Enters the Gemara Mikatani Einbein. Who taught in the Gemara Einbein Merubaktani? It taught Meruba. Tony Vashir. It taught some of the dinim and left some of the dinim out. And therefore, what? The fact that our Gemara, our Mishnah, I'm sorry, doesn't distinguish between Dalad Vehei, between Aganav and the Tontainus Ganav, is not a proof that Tontainus Ganav also has a payment of Dalad Vehei. It's just a proof that there are certain differences that were expressed. Other differences we don't know. And that's the end of the Gemara. So now, I want to do, I want to do something here, which I think is an important exercise. This exercise is going to bring out a difficulty. So let's talk in the Lishna Kama. According to the Lishna Kama, a Tontainus Ganav has to pay Kefil. Why does a Tontainus Ganav have to pay Kefil? How do we know that? My assumption is, is because he's a Ganav. And the same way a Ganav has to pay Kefil, Shnaim Chaim Yishalim. So then, so too, a Tontainus Ganav has to pay Kefil. Now, how do we know that a Tointainus Ganav has to pay Dalad Vehei in Lishna Kama? I would assume because he's a Ganav. So the same way a Ganav pays Dalad Vehei, so, so a Tointainus Ganav pays Dalad Vehei. Now the Chorus Pashab Shat. In Lishna Kama, why is Tointainus Ganav mimic the dinim of Ganav? Because a Tointainus Ganav is a different expression of Gereva. That's it. The claim that it was stolen is tantamount to an act of taking. That it, he is a Ganav. So now, Comes on Lishna Basra, and Lishna Basra says, Tontainus Ganav is Chayiv, and Dalad is Chayiv and Kefil. Tontainus Ganav is Chayiv and Kefil. And that no one has any doubts about. Now, why is it Tontainus Ganav Chayiv and Kefil? Very simple. Tontainus Ganav is Chayiv and Kefil because he's a Ganav. Now, is it Tontainus Ganav Chayiv and Dalad Behei? All of a sudden, the Gemara is a suffix. Oh, I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe not. I'm not sure. It could be his Chayiv and Dalad Behei. It could be his not the Chayiv and Dalad Behei. Tanavishaya. Well, who's talking about that? He's Chayvin Kefil. Why is he Chayvin Kefil? Because he's a Ganav. If he's a Ganav, then he should also be Chayvin Dalad Behei. Otherwise, you're not sure he's Chayvin Dalad Behei? That means you're not sure he's a Ganav. If he's not sure he's a Ganav, so how could you know that he's Chayvin Kefil? 
So this Shnebasa is, is a bit of a catastrophe, right? How could it be that Mitzad Echad, Yochai Ben Kefil, Mitzad Cheni, we have a suffix with Yochai Ben Dalad Vehei? Elamai, because you're not a Ganav? So if you're not a Ganav, you're not a anything. So because of this difficulty in the Lishna Basra, that's going to make us have to examine what exactly is this Parsha of Tomantinus Ganav, and how do we relate to it? Yeah? So in order to do that, we're going to have to open up the Gemara later on, the Gemara Kavvava Amad Beis. So says the Gemara from the two dots, Amr of Chia Ba'aba, Amr of Yechanon, if a person makes a claim that a deposit that was placed by him was stolen, he pays kefil if he's caught to be lying. So he's caught, he was the animal that he stole, he pays Abu Chamisha, the same way, since a Ganav pays Kefil, and a Tawantinus Ganav pays Kefil, so, so the same way that when the Ganav he steals in proceeding with stealing, he shechts to the cells that he pays Abu Chamisha, the same way now, when it comes to Torrentinus Ganev, so the same way he pays Kainful, he should also pay Arba V'chamisha. What's the Gemara? So the Gemara, in the first glance, wants to go ahead and try to prove the din of Arba V'chamisha by Torrentinus Ganev from a Svara. That's the din. Now, yes, the Gemara on that Svara, Malaganev Shekin Meshelim Tashlumi Kainful Shalabishvua. How could you how could you make that derivation? And the Ganav has a stringency. Well, what? That he paid te- Kefil without a Shvua. So there there's a din when it comes to Tontainas Ganav. Tontainas Ganav, the reason that you pay Kefil is only after you take a Shvua. So since we have that additional I guess stringency by Geneva that you don't need a Shvua, automatically on Machai you Kefil, whereas there's a leniency by Tomatinus Ganav, that in order to be Machayv Kefil, you need a Shvua, just because you're Chayv Kefil doesn't mean then that you're going to be Chayv and Dalad Behei. So, Ella, right? So, what's the Gemara answer? Amris, they answered, No, the fact that you pay Kefil and Dalad Behei is a Hekish according to Rebchia Ba'ava, and since it's a Hekish, you can't ask a Kasha. Says Rashi, Hekeshehi, the Iskish Ganav, the Tomatinus Ganav. There's a connection in the psukim between Ganav and Tolentinus Ganav. The smichi kroyo hadodi, the psukim are juxtaposed one to the other. right? If it says, if you catch the Ganav, so what's that case? Hari Ganav, that's talking about where a person actually stole. If you don't find a Ganav, Kamusha Omar, like was claimed, Rather, the guy who accepted the deposit in the first place, he's the one that stole it. So what's that case? That's a person who made a claim. At the end of the day, we find out he's the one that stole it himself. So there, the psukim are juxtaposed. Since they're juxtaposed, says the Gemara, that's the reason that what? That's the reason that we're going ahead in Rechayim Kefal and Daladahi. So now, if that's the case, let's let's... Let's take a step back. So according to a case of Geneva, so why is it when it comes to Geneva, we pay 
kefil, zesa kasev. Why is it when it comes to dalad vehei, we pay dalad vehei by geneva, zesa kasev. Why is it we pay according to Rav Chiyah Ma'aba, kefil and dalad vehei, when it comes to Tawantain is kind of there, that's a hekish. That's a hekish. Now that we made a hekish, so now we connected the dinim. But really, why is it a hekish? It's purely a hekish. Now, now that begs to ask the question. I don't get it. We said before, Lishna Kama, Lishna Basra. So what were the dinim in Lishna Kama, Lishna Basra? Lishna Kama, Lishna Basra, we assume the reason you're paying when it came to Tontainus Ganav, is because you are a Ganav. If you're a Ganav, you don't need a Hekish. If you're a Ganav, you don't need a Hekish to teach Mechaim and Kevod Al So the fact that you need a Hekish is going to be the biggest proof that Tontainus Ganav is actually its own parsha. It's, it's not a parsha of Geneva, it's a whole different din. And now, because it's a whole different din, that we're going to source. So if, if that's the case, let's read Lishan Kama again. Lishan Kama says, According to Ruchia Ba'aba, we have a proof from our Mishnah. Why? Because there's a hekish between Tontainus Ganav and not a Tontainus Ganav. Now, what's a hekish? The getter of the hekish is that Tontainus Ganav is going to be mashved dinim to a Ganav. It'll be, it's going to equate the dinim of a Tontainus Ganav to a Ganav. So if a Ganav is Chayv Kefil, if a Ganav is Chayv Dalav so the hekish is going to teach me equate all the dinim of. Ganav and, and, and Tontainus Ganav. Gishmak. What's the Lishna Basra? Lishna Basra has a suffix. Maybe that's not the Hekish. Maybe the Hekish is do not equate the dinim of Ganav and Tontainus Ganav, but equate the dinim of Immimotzea Ganav and Immimotzea Ganav. What's that case talking about? That case is only talking about Kefal. But we don't have a Psukim which are coupling the din of Tontainus Ganav followed by Tvich Mechira to Geneva followed by Tvich Mechira. And since we don't have a Hekish there, according to Lishna Basra, who said that the, the, the Hekish is teaching me to equate the Parsha of Tawantinus Ganav to the Parsha of Geneva? That's what Lishna Kam is assuming. Maybe that's not true. Maybe the Din of Tawantinus Ganav is only equated regarding the Kefil. The Kefil, we can Mechaev in Tawantinus Ganav. And that's why it was juxtaposed specifically not regarding the Din of Kefil Dalad but maybe the parsha of Dalad Behei isn't included. That Tontainus Ganav is its own separate Machayev. Now that being said, uh, it's a whole different read of the Gemara, right? The reason the Gemara is claiming as such is because of Hekish, not because Tontainus Ganav has anything to do with Geneva. That, that being said, that's, that's a massive Chiddush. That means that we have a parsha outside of the world of Geneva, which is a Chiv Kefil, and maybe even Dalad Behei. And it's not a Geneva. So now, I want to prove that. I want to prove that. So I brought for you here a Sefer Al-Chinuch. The Sefer Achinuch brings down in the Din of Shemrim that there's a mitzvah lodun bedinei shemachinam. You can adjudicate cases of a shemachinam shnemer ki dinei shemreyo kesav akilim nishmor. You give someone a pikodin, give someone a deposit. Oba peirish shaparsh is nemer b'shemachinam. Chazal told us his tarsh was talking about a shemachinam. Lefikach patabas agneiva. Therefore, someone robs him. He's pater. The peirish chinam shalei kibul and nifkud shemusalcha l'shmiyas and a pikodin. Now, what's it mean? Chinam, he didn't get paid for watching it. Now, what's the Shurusha din? Yidua. The dinim says the Sefer Chinuch. What happens if a person has a deposit that something is taken and 
he claims it was stolen from him. And he takes a shvu, and then afterwards, Adam comes and says, so comes along the Sefer Chinuch and says the whole parsha of Tontai Neskanov is a din in Shemachinam. Now, if you look in the parshas of Geneva, if you look in the parshas of Gzela, the Chinuch will not bring the din of Tontai Neskanov. That's an unbelievable proof for us. Why? Because according to the Chinuch, there's no din, there's no relevance of Tomatinus Ganov to the world of to the world of uh, of Geneva. Tomatinus Ganov is a din in Shrimrim. Ah, it's a din in Shrimrim. So how can we have Kefal? How can we have Dalvehe? There, it's going to be dependent on the Hekish. And now we have a Gemara that is a suffix. What the Hekish is. According to Lishnakama, the Hekish is a din equating all of the dini Tomatinus Ganov to the din of Geneva itself. And according to the Shnebasra, the Hekish maybe is only equating the dinim where it was said regarding the din of regarding the din of Kefal. But to extrapolate it to other cases like Talad Behe, that maybe we don't know. So this Sefer Achinuch is a Gvaldika proof to us that the din Tontai is actually not part of the Parsha of Geneva, even though from first stance we would have thought so in the fact that Yechayv and Kefal. That's proof number one. And the next proof I want to bring from you is a proof from the Rambam himself. But this is going to be a little complicated. You should bring out a Rambam, yeah? So let's, let's everyone get a Rambam in the beginning of Hilchus Geneva. So the Rambam starts off, and he's discussing different types of Geneva, right? What's a Geneva? Kol HaGinev Momen Mishav Aprut HaMala. Nezasa HaGinev Bader Kol Shuhu. Ganev Shehidok Shirim. Ganev Shehidim Atzmo. All these things are in defining. So what what is defined as a Ganev? And then we get Tashlume Kefil, is what a Ganav pays. Everyone, Nashim, Anashim, Ketanim, Ketanim, Patarim Kefil. They have to give back the Dabar Ganav, that's because they have a Chiyuva, but an Isha, Ish, little Chayiv. Yeah? So now, all of this is talking about who's really to be a Ganav, what's really to be stolen, to be liable for Ganeva, the payments, the Kilo. The, the, the definition of kefil, all these things are being expressed in Perik Aleph. Comes along Perik Beis, Agunim Esagoi, Anichse Hektish. All he pays is keret. So we start talking about what? Genevas that are potter from kefil. Now we get to the next in, Gunav Karkois, Gunavadim, right? All these things, they're potter from kefil. Now we're talking about other things. What happens if I take something which is or what I take something which is Tevel and all these different things which have Dinim Yuchodim, how do I relate to that in the world of Gneva? I still Klayim, right? All these things. So now, how do I relate to it? Now comes along the Gemara, the Rambam Amasari, and continues. Now, what happens when I have a Gneva with separate Turim and the Tashlumen? All these things, so now, all these things are Pturim and the Tashlum. Then we have, what's the din of a guy who stole but isn't a money to pay? Yeah? So what's the din? He's Nimcha Ke'evid. Ganav and Nimcha Ke'evid, right? 
We sell him. We sell him as an Evid. Unbelievable. Or Ganav and Nimcha and this and that. We talk about Mechiris of a person. So all of these things I've been talking about, Geneva, Tashlumen of Geneva, and all now we finish up, we wrap up, and we get to a person who stole his chayv to pay in his money. Today we said, Ganav and Nimcha, fine. Comes along Parag Dalit, Atoyin Tain Shenignav Hepikodemi Beisei. A whole new discussion. What happens if someone's Tain Tain is Ganav? It's as follows. Number one, the Rambam brings the din of Tontain Eskanov in Hilchas Geneva. I'm aware of that. Yeah? Now, why does the Rambam bring Tontain Eskanov in the world of Geneva? So the Pashup Shad is because what do you mean? Like we thought originally, Tontain Eskanov is a form of Geneva. So that's why he brings it there. Right? Obviously. So I want to make a claim not like that. And that's why we made this survey in the beginning. Because what did the Rambam do? The Rambam went and he told about an exhaustive list of the dinam of Gneva, the dinam of Chaveiro, it's also the Gneva, the dinam of Kefil, dinam Yuchadim, who's pertinent to Ish, Ish, and Achtanim, what about Avadim, right? And now, what did I take? I took regular things, I took Chulin, I took Taktish, I took Orla, I took Trum, I took Krayim, all the different payments. And who is what I do, and how do I pay it, and this is what I pay for them, and all the different right I pay from the Shwarma, oh, dinam Gneva. And the end, what happens? The culmination, and if you don't have money, so you know what we do, we sell you. You become an Evid. Gishmak, Gishmak. If Tontainus Ganav is a form of Geneva, why isn't it in the first three Prakim? Why isn't it brought in the Dinav before Nimcha Ke'evit? There's a different way to steal, right? What's the way to steal? I stole, I stole by my, my speech instead of stealing my taking. Why isn't that brought beforehand when we're talking about all the Dinav of how to steal? So I want to prove after the opposite, the fact that the fact that the dinim of Tomatanus Ganav are brought in the first three prokim, and that Hagufa, there's a hefsik by the dinim, Nimcha Kavad Ivri, that's the biggest proof that the Ram himself didn't view Tomatanus Ganav as a form of Geneva. Now, why did he bring in Hilkas Geneva if it's not a form of Geneva, right? What are you talking about, Rabbi? The answer is Pasha. Because the dinim of the Tashlumen mimic that of Geneva. So even though you're right that the Pu'ula, the Isser, is not Isser of Geneva. Maybe it's Sichas Yara Pikodin, and whatever, maybe that's right. There's different things. It's a parash of Shemachinam, like the Chinuch. And that we need a Hekish for. It's brought in Hilchas Geneva because, because the Tashlumen mimicked that of Geneva. So that was, I'm going to bring a second proof to this Isser that I'm trying to prove here. That I want to claim, I'm claiming that Tomatan Ganav is not a form of Geneva. It's a new din, it's a new parsha called Tomatan Ganav. That's separate from the parashas of Geneva. There's no such concept of Geneva through a claim. That's what I'm claiming. I'm proving that from the fact that the Gemara needed a Hekish. I'm proving that from Lishna Basra. That according to Lishna Basra, so there's a suffix whether or not there's Dalad Vehei by Tontanus Ganav, even though it's Pasha, there's a Kefil. I'm proving that from the Sefer Chinuch that doesn't bring Tontanus Ganav by Dine Geneva, it brings it by Dine Shemrim. And there's that proof, you can take it or leave it, I think there's a proof that from, from the Rambam in Geneva that since Tomatanus Ganav wasn't brought within the, the Dinam of Geneva, and the Pu'ulis of Geneva, and the Tashlum of Geneva, rather it's brought only after all of that is discussed, we bring a whole new parrot called Tomatanus Ganav, I want to claim that's only brought there because the, the Tashlum and Mimic that of Geneva, with the, that's a Pu'ula, it's not a Pu'ula of Geneva at all. That's why I bring a proof from the Rambam also. 
but it's not mukhruch. And since it's not mukhruch, I'm saying it could be a proof, it could be not. So now we covered the Gemara. The Gemara regarding the Klal Prat is a discussion. Um, it's a discussion. But even still, I want to. It's a clear shot in the Gemara up until now. Let's go ahead and I want to actually just go over the Tisthism. Yeah, so we have one, two, three, four Tisthism here on the Daf. My goal now is I'm going to go through all four of the Tisthism. The last Tisthism, that's a Shtaros, is very hard to read. I have a Rabchaim to go through, and that'll be, that's our agenda. So let's get clear Pshat in the four Tisthism and go through Rabchaim. Let's go. So Tisthism, Never Mascha Maluba, says Tisthism, Maluba Miktani Einbein. So clear Tisthism is going on the Lishna Basra. The Mishnah Basra is bothered, Miktani Einbein, who taught Einbein, Meruba Ktani, it says Meruba and therefore Tani Vishaya. So it says Teisvis, Mashmahacha, the implication is, Hechidetani Einbein, whatever the Mishnah was to say Einbein, as opposed to Meruba, so Leishayich Lamima Tani Vishir. It is not relevant to say Tani Vishir, meaning Einbein is expressive of an exhaustive list. Whenever it says ain't been, it's exhaustive, there's nothing else missing. So he say Tani Vashir, it told some in the depths of out, definitionally it's not exhaustive. So says Tisvis, the implication is the only way we could say Tani Vashir is if you don't say ain't been, but ain't been disallows the ability to make a claim of Tani Vashir. The Hikshir Rimur Linz, so the Rimur Linz asked the following question. It was taught in the first Perakah Megillah over there, there's a lot of Mishnayas in, su- in succession. that say, Ein Bein this, Ein Bein that, right? The Ein Beins in Megillah, famous. So there it says, Ein Bein Adarim and Adavas. There's no difference between Adarim and Adavas, right? Adarim and Adavas are different types of korbanas which are offered up not out of an obligation, but a person actually just offers them up out of their own goodwill. So it says the Gemara, there's no difference. It says the Mishnah, I'm sorry, there's no difference between Adarim and Adavas. When it comes to Nadorim, you have an obligation to be responsible for them. We'll explain what that means momentarily. When it comes to Nadorim, they're not Chayiv in their Achrayas. Now, what does it mean, Achrayas? Achrayas means as follows. Let's say, I say I'm going to bring a Korban. Now, I have in mind a certain Korban, a certain animal to bring, but now the animal gets sick and dies, so I can't bring it anymore. So if I made a neder, a neder is an obligation on the person. So the person has an obligation to bring a korban. He obligated himself to bring a korban. So even if the what animal he thought he was going to bring died, the obligation is still on the shoulders of the person to make sure he brings it. When it comes to an adab, an adab is an offering. An offering is something that we said a specific animal. So I only said I'm going to bring this specific animal. If this specific animal gets sick and dies, then I can't. I don't have to bring it. So that's the difference. Chayiv b'acharayusun is do I have to bring it? Irrelevant of the status of the animal itself. Is it an obligation on me or the animal? There's a different difference that Nadava I can bring from Meiser, right? A lady can take Meiser, an animal that he got from Meiser, and he can offer it as a Nadava. The Nedr should but a Nedr, which is something which is obligatory, he obligates himself in. I can only bring it from Chulin. So therefore what? A very serious question. How could you say Ein Bein always means an exhaustive list 
And the Mishnah only brings a distinction between Nedarim and Nedavos, whether it's a Chiva Chrayas, not a Chiva Chrayas. It says, Tesis, I can tell you another difference. The difference is, can I bring it, does it have to be, can I bring it from Chulin? Do I have to bring it from Chulin, or can I even bring it for something which is not Chulin? Can I bring it from Aisa? That is a difference between Nedarim and Nedavos. So if that's another difference, how can the Mishnah express Ain Bing? Use the terminology, Ain Bing. Enters Tesis, the Yishalimar. The Hosem Lui Bolashanas. Over there, the mission is not coming to express all the differences that exist between a Dharma and a Davos. Rather, it's coming to teach me that there's no difference regarding the Chiv Havo, the obligation to bring it, except the concept of a Chrayas. But regarding the Din of Baltaacher, the when you waited too long in order to bring the carbon, they're the same. So what did Tesis introduce? Tesis introduced that there's an einbein regarding a certain area, in a certain arena. Obviously, we're not saying it's an einbein in all the differences between the Dharma and the Davos, but the einbein is talking about a specific aspect, the chiv hava, the bringing of the carbon. Regarding the bringing of the carbon, this is the only distinction. There are the distinctions, yeah, but we're not talking about that. And he's going to bring another proof to that now. So continues to this. Right? When the mission says there's no difference between Shabbos and Yom Kippurim, obviously I'm not talking about all the differences between Shabbos and Yom Kippur. We're not coming to say that, oh, you know, Yom Kippur is different than Shabbos because in Yom Kippur you can't eat, but Shabbos you could eat. That's not what the mission is coming to express. Similarly, we find another case over there. Right? There, the mission says the only difference between Shabbos and Yontif is that Yontif you can cook food for Yontif, and Shabbos you can't cook food for Shabbos. Says Tesis, no, Iri Bechoyim Not talking about the severity between them, right? That Chas Vashalom, if a person does Malacha on Yontif, it's only a Chiv Lav, they get Malkus. But a person, Chas Vashalom, is a Shabbos and a Chayiv Misa. So we're not coming to express that. We're just saying Echol Nefesh and regarding the Bishal on Shabbos, there's no difference except the Bishal of. Uchel nefesh, or the malacha, which is permissible. There's no difference between permissible malacha except the uchel nefesh. also in That was the only distinction. So answer number one: How could it be that the Mishnah says ain't bein nedarim nedavus except achrayes? The first answer is ain't bein can be referring. It's not an all-encompassing ain't bein. Ain't bein can be talking about a specific arena, a specific aspect of the given topic. Says Tosis, answer number two. Another way we can answer the Mishnah of Nedarim and Nedavos. This Mishnah of Eindbein Nedarim and Nedavos is also taught in Mesechus Kinim. Mesechus Kinim is a whole Mesechet about different offerings of birds, whether they were Oilus and Chattos and different times that you have to bring them. Right? And here it's talking about an oil that you brought from a bird. But when it comes to an Eulah Salif, since we're talking about an Eulah, then no matter what, both Nadarma and Nadavus can't come from Meiser. Because in order to bring a Korban from Meiser, even if it's a Nadavah, it has to be something which is edible. But an Eulah, a person has no Achilles Adam by an Eulah. It's only Achilles Mizbeach. And therefore, you can't use Meiser for it. The Perishas, Aser to Aser, Tamalov, Echalta Samachta. Right? It says you should solely take Maiser, but it also says Echalta Samachta. So what is that? Simcha Sheish Bachila. It's only when you have a Simcha which has a Chila, 
right? Which is not including oilers, which don't have an achila. So this is an And here we don't have to extrapolate more. But here he said a different answer. The answer is that I'll tell you why the only difference between Adarin and Adavus is the, whether or not there's a chrayas. Because we're talking about an oila. And there, what do you want to tell me? There's another nafkamina? The other nafkamina is, the other difference is whether or not you can bring from Aiser, and the you can never bring from Aiser. So regarding this Mishnah, the only difference is Achrayas. That's the only difference regarding this Mishnah. Now, for sure, the second answer agrees with the principle of the first answer, right? It has to be. What do you do with Shabbos and Yantif? What do you do with Shabbos and Kippurim? I've added these Mishnayas which say Einbein are not giving exhaustive lists regarding all the dinam of Shabbos correspondent to all the dinam of Yom Kippur, right? It's not true. So obviously, there's a concept called Einbein that is limited to an Indian, but even if it is an exhaustive list, even without that Chiddush, we could have answered it, and that's the second Odish Lehmar. So what's the Einbein? Is that an example of an exhaustive list or not? That depends. We could say that it's not exhaustive. There's only talking about the chiyuvei hava, that the difference in the chiyuvei hava is whether it's nechrayas or not nechrayas. Well, we could say no, since the Mishnah is also reiterated in Mishnah's kingdom, there we're only talking about oilas alif, and since we're talking about an olavad, you can't bring maiser. So that's Tesis here. But he said that ein bain means exhaustive list. The question is regarding what? Now, Tesis says, merubek toni, toni vishir. So according to Tesis, what's that mean? We're talking about the line of the Gemara that says we're not discussing Ein Bain. Rather, if we're not discussing Ein Bain, what are you talking about? Merubah. And since we're talking about Merubah, they were able to say Tani Vashia. So says the Gemara. Says Tesis, I'm sorry. Loshin Rishin. Loi the Maisi Siata. Loi Boi the Mimer the Shia. Now, as this is a Kasha, really, right? Let's just translate it and then we'll explain what it's really asking a Kasha. He's saying the first language, the Shnekama that brings a proof to the Bechir Abba doesn't need to say Shir. We need to say it as follows. I don't get it, says Tesis. In the Lishna Basra, the Gemara says that we're Tani Vashir regarding the Din Merubah. So yes, Tesis, if in the Lishna Basra we're Tani Vashir regarding the Din Merubah, how come in the Lishna Kama we're also not able to say Tani Vashir in regarding the Din Merubah? Right? We should also say Tani Vashir. So how could he bring a proof? Says Tesis, why don't we do that in the Lishna Kama? The Silver Hahu Lishna. Because according to Lishna Kama, they're of the opinion, the Kaven Dektani Meruba, since it says Meruba, ain't Lomer Shir, Kamoi Be'inbein. That you're not allowed to say Tanavashir the same way that an Einbein you're not allowed to say it. So according to Tesis, the Lishna Kama assumes that Einbein and Meruba are totally synonymous, they're interchangeable, and the same way by Einbein. We can't say Tani Vashir. The Lishna Kama also thinks that Merubah you can't say Tani Vashir. The Chain Mashma Halashin says the Gemara, says Tesis, I can prove it to you from the, the, the implication of the, the language of the Gemara itself. The Ka'amar Lishna Basra, because what's the Lishna Basra's response? Mik Tani Einbein. Who said Einbein that it's able to be a proof? Merubah Tani. It doesn't say Einbein, it says Merubah. So what's that mean? Mashma, the implication of that statement is. From the onset, we thought that Merubah meant Einbein. And if Merubah means Einbein, then Taka, it's an exhaustive list. So then we can bring a proof from Rebbe Abba, the whole Kiddush of the Litzna Basra, that maybe Merubah doesn't mean Merubah, doesn't mean Einbein. Merubah means something different. Merubah means something different. And then we can say Tanah So there, 
There's a very, very Gishmaka Tesis. Tesis comes along and says, what's the difference between Ruchia Ba'aba? Before we explain the difference between Ruchia Ba'aba is whether or not, what's the getter of the Hekish? The getter of the Hekish, the getter of the Hekish that would be Makish everything together, right? That we're going ahead and saying that all the dinim of Tontainus Kana are equivalent to the dinim of Geneva. Or no, that the Lishna Basra says that only where there's a hekish, there's an explicit juxtaposition, that's where we say the dinim are the same. So like Kefal, they're the same. I David Vehei, there we don't have explicit hekish. So there is a suffix, we don't know. Now that could still be true, even in the world of Tesis, that it's such a question of how to learn the hekish. But that being said, that doesn't mean that there's not a difference in the understanding of the word Merubah also. So in the, the, the Merubah in the Lishna Kama, where the hekish was across the board, the, the Lishnakam was assuming that Merubah meant Einbein. And therefore, it's a, a very, totally accurate way to express that the only, the only difference between Kefal and Dalit Vehei is Ruel Chaim, Ein Ruel Chaim versus Shor That's in the Lishnakam. Lishnabasar and Merubah is not specific. Therefore, you can't bring a proof to Anibashir. What was left out from the Shir? Now, there's a rule that whenever you say Ton of a Shir, there has to be at least two things left out. If you're making a list, so there's two options. Either it's an exhaustive list, and then you say everything, or it's a non-exhaustive list because it's too big to say. But we're never going to have a situation where only one thing was left out. If there's only one thing left out, then the Gemara will also, the Mishnah will also say that second thing. It just won't say one thing and leave out one. But it'll leave out two because then it's already a plethora, it's an abundance, right? I have, to, I have to list more than my one example that I gave you. So if it's just the same thing, one more example, so then put them both in the Mishnah. But there's two more examples, so then we can say Tanavashir. So yes, the Gemara, my Shir, the Hashir. So our first one that we left out is Tonantinus Ganav, right? By, so Tonantinus Ganav by Pikodin. There we left out. We didn't express it to the, in, the, in the Mishnah. But what's the third thing we left out? What's the th- I'm saying the second thing out that we left out, the third case. Maybe we left out that I claim I found an Aveda. Someone left, I left. Someone lost this item. And I say I found it. And then afterwards I say it was stolen from me. So there, when I say I found it, I was a Shomer. But he didn't deposit to me like a Tolentinus Ganav at Pikodin. I found it myself. And now we claim it was stolen. There, the Darush the Kamon Rabbi Yechonon, there Rabbi Yechonon makes a drasha later on, the Mishalem Kefil, that he pays Kefil. We Tolentinus Ganav at Pikodin, the Mishalem Arba V'chamisha, Betav V'chamachar. And if Tolentinus Ganav at Pikodin doesn't pay Arba V'chamisha, when he's Teveh Chamachar, the animal that he stole, so too, when it comes to Tontainus Ganav Aveda, he's also not going to pay Arba V'chamisha. Void. Now we're going to bring a third case that was left out. One is a partner that stole from his friend. Right? What two partners that stole from a third party? There, the din is they don't pay four and five. Like it says later on in our in our parak. That would be another example because it says you have to. You have to pay a full Arba V'chamisha. Shutfin don't pay a full Arba V'chamisha, so the Pater. So now, those are three examples of what was Tana V'shir. What was left out? Tohon Tainas Ganav V'pikadun. There, maybe a Pater from Dalat V'hei. Tohon Tainas Ganav V'hidah. There, maybe also a Pater from Dalat V'hei. And Shutfin Shaganvu. Ganav, Sheshutif, Shaganav Meshutafai. Those are 
another example of where you're going to have a Ptur. Mefarshim. comes along the Gemara. Jesus, I'm sorry. There's other commentaries. Here, there's usually a, we say to my Here, we're not bothered if you only left out one thing. For example, you only left out the of Why? Because came into the Nochos, the Minyana. The only time we say that you have to have a rule of two is when we say a specific amount. So if we say there are five things that are true on Yom Kippur, so if I left out one, that's a problem. But if there are two, then it's okay. Because I wasn't exhausted when I said five. Right? So here, I didn't say a number according to this answer to Jesus. So I could say, I could leave out one also. So what's the Mishnah doing? So all the Mishnah is then doing is telling me that there's more dinim which are true when it comes to Kefal than there is for Abel Khanisha. So if we're going to make a Sikum in this Tesis, Tesis wants to prove that according to Lishna Kama, Meruba means Einbein. The Lishna Basra, Meruba means that there's more, but it doesn't mean Einbein. They're not synonymous. And he wants to prove it from the language of the Gemara. What? Einbein Ktani. Meruba Ktani. Tani Vishir. Now, that's stage one. Stage F is what my show does show. was left out. Now we said, Tarantinus is going to be Padon, Tarantinus is going to be Avida, and then Shudav Shagalame Shatafe, and Shudavin Shagalame Ashlish. Yeah, that's answer number one. Answer number two is my show does show. What they leave out? They left out maybe only one case. Why could they leave it only one case? The answer is because here we didn't say a certain specific amount. Since we didn't say a certain specific amount, then not a problem. Now, later on, in the second half of the Gemara, we didn't go over it again today, we went over it last week, we had a Kola Protocol. The Kola Protocol came along and excluded certain cases from Pen Kefil. One of those cases was Karkois. Yeah? Now, ask, asks Tesis the following question. Vim Tamar. Now, if someone would ask, Kimi Deimlit Mishvua, since karkais are excluded from shvua, you don't have to make a shvua. You are not able to make a shvua on karkais. The Gemara above Metziah Darshans, we don't make a shvua on karka. Tepuk lay de'in behem kefil betolantainus ganav. That from that alone should be a reason that we don't have to pay kefil for tolantainus ganav. To the Mishalim and the Beshvua. Because the only time you're ever able to pay Kefal, you only have a bit of a chayiv kefal when it comes to Tony Tainas Kanev is when the thief took a shvua beforehand. Like we say later on in our parak. So he has a bambakasha. How come we have to exclude karkos from a chayiv kefal from a klal pratuklal? Even if we didn't have a klal pratuklal, we still would have known to exclude karkos from kefal. Why? Because you can't take a shvua on karka. So, inasmuch as you can't take a shvua on karka, there's no ability to ever be mechaev shvua for tontainus ganav because every tontainus ganav has to take a shvua in order to make him liable. It says Tzimis, and don't tell me that the reason we need uh, a what's it called a klaprata klal is to exclude a case where it's kafetz v'nishba, where even though we can't be mechaev a shvua, but if he volunteers to take a shvua, so then it's chal. Why can't that be the case? We're talking about a case where even if he volunteered to take a shvua, he's still going to be. Potter, because in, in the ninth parak of Baba Kama, came based in Mashbinasa. It's clear that we need based into Mashbiahim. So what's Pshatak we need the Kalpata Klaw? 
the itzrich lehicha the nishma ide gilgul. There's a concept called gilgul shvua. Meaning to say, there are certain times where mechayiv to take a shvua be'etzem. For example, like mechayiv uh, to take shvua metaltalin when he drinks neidechad. Neidechad mechayiv a shvua. Now that we're mechayiv a shvua, so then we can extend that shvua onto other things as well. This we learn out from a drasha from the pasuk by Sita and Pashas and Pashas Nosei. That says, isha amen, amen. Why does the, the why does she, the lady say amen twice? Amen, the shvua zeh, amen, the shvua acher. So therefore, what we learn that if something comes with a Google shvua, that once there's a chiv shvua, we can extend that to other circumstances also. So even though we can't mechayiv you a shvua for karka, we can be megalgul a shvua onto karka. And since we can be megalgul a shvua onto karka, it comes out that we can actually have you taking a shvua on karkos. If you're able to take a shvua on karkos. So then maybe we can be mechayv you kefil for karkos. To that we need a call protocol. Now he says, he's going to, he's going to show you now the, the drasha. How do we know there's something called the Google shvua? Get it none, because it says, we connect the property that has responsibility, that's referring to karka, that's metaltolin. We can make the connection, now, continue Tesvis, however, the Fimaidim Askin Lekamon, based off what we conclude later on, Haikol Ribuyahu, the fact that coal is a ribuy, Midalik Siv Hani Prati Gabi Kesavakalim, since it doesn't have all these details expressed regarding Kesav and Kalim, it's really the Kifu Shvua Kol Echod, and we think that Kifu and Shvua are all combined in one, Nicha, then everything is fine, and like Alechat Kroletavoyu. There's only one Pasuk for both of them. Fine. How could I ever steal karka, right? How do I ever steal karka? What's the Messias? I'm taking a shvua whether I steal karka or not. Steal my karka. So what did you do? You took my dirt? You can't take it until you took my dirt. You took my metalplin, but I still own the karka. Oh, you're right. My karka is a little deeper, but you can't take karka. My karka is always my karka. What, what did you take? You can take earth. You can take asphalt. You can take my mulch. But what, you didn't take my karka. My karka is still there. So Esther says, how do you ever steal karka? What's that even mean? So one way to steal karka is by moving my fence. Moving my fence, what's that do? It, I reclaimed, I commandeered your land. Your land you thought was yours, it's actually mine. And I'll prove it to you, my fence is there, not your fence. That's a sagas gvul, yeah, redefining boundaries. Another way I could do it is by stealing something which is connected to the ground. Right? Imagine if you had ten vines, ten different vines that had full of grapes, the tone And the person watching them claims that five of them were stolen. And we find that he, that he stole them. So what did he steal? He stole something which is Mechubla Karka. Since it was Mechubla Karka, that also is it in Karka. It's also to make a shwa on that. You can't make a shwa on it. I took a Google shwa. Nonetheless, you can be put from Kefil at least. Why? Because. Because why? Because the claw pratikla. So that's a third tesis. So if we're going to make a sikum on tesis, tesis asks, what's the case? You, why do we need a claw pratikla for karka? At the end of the day, karka, you can't take a shvua on, and you can't pay carefully, you don't take a shvua. And says tesis, in the case where you made a Google shvua on your karka, then we're going to still pati from carefully, even if you're caught. And tesis, what's stealing karka mean? Stealing karka means either a saga school. You move the borders, or you steal something which is the karka. Last thesis for today. Right? The, the Klopratikla tells us that you don't have to pay for Shtaros. Why not? Because in Gufa Mamun, 
The Kla protocol demands, the Kaina Prat demands that whatever I take is Gufa Mabim. So that's Tesvis. Right now, it's going to translate Tesvis. It's going to be hard to read. It's Kimat unreadable. But let's do our best. Vim Tumar, if you ask, Lameli Krol Why do I need a Pasuk to exclude Shtaros from Pen Kefil? And I feel lovely to be a name, even though I just take a lighter and light the star on fire. Let me shout on Karen. I still won't even pay Karen. Not forget Kefil. I won't even pay Karen. According to the opinion, that doesn't mechayvi to pay for Dina de Garmi. Now, I will pause here, parenthetically. There's something called the Groma and there's something called the Garmi. It's very unclear. There's a big dispute in the Rishenim what the difference is between Groma and Garmi. We'll just give a very basic example. This is Ashitas HaRashba. According to the Rashba, Groma is any time I cause a certain result, but that result was not necessary due to my action. For example, I throw a ball at a clock on the wall, and the clock falls and breaks a mug that was on a table. Now that clock, whenever it falls, does not have to fall on the mug. It happened to fall on the mug. So now that when I threw the ball and it hit the clock and it fell on the mug, the broken mug is only a grama. The fact that I caused that damage is only a grama. If, definitionally, the throwing the ball, if the clock falls, is going to break the, the mug, there's no way to, to get out of it in such a theoretical case, that would be called garmi. Yeah? Because why? Because all I did is at the end of the day I threw a ball at the, the clock. The only thing I directly touched was the clock. Just this is an offshoot of that. This happened after, due to my act, my direct act, that's called garmi. So here, I burnt a star. I lit the star on fire. Right? So what's the star do? The star allows me to collect. Because without the star, I have no proof that, let's say, I gave someone a loan. Now that I have a star, I can prove that I gave him a loan, and therefore, I can go ahead and collect it. So says the Gemara, even if you don't, if you, you don't adjudicate cases based on me, so for sure he doesn't pay anything. And even if you adjudicate cases of Garmi, there's no ten of Garmi. So midaraisa, that means that you never are chayiv to pay someone for burning a star. Because at the end of the day, what did I make him lose, right? I burnt a star. So what's the star do? The star is my proof to help me collect. Shkoyach. But can I collect without it? Yeah, for sure, why not? I gave Ruvain a loan. And I have a star that Ruvain says that I gave him a loan. So Ruvain says, I owe, you, I owe Gavriel $100. Good. Now, I can go to Ruvain and say, Ruvain, listen, Shmenjuk Shmoni, he came over and he burned my star. But give me the hundred bucks. So Ruben could be a man. She'll give me a hundred bucks. I didn't lose anything. The star, the burning of the star caused me no loss whatsoever. So it doesn't have to. That's only a gummy. So says Tisvis, number one, if we don't done dying the gummy, then you don't pay anything. But even if you are dying in the gummy, that's only the Rabbanan. So you're not even paying Karen if you burn the the star. So if I didn't have to pay Kefil, so why do we need a Joshua? So it says, So here's the answer. If the document was intact, it wasn't burnt, I have to give it back. So then I would think, when I give it back, then I pay careful with it. Now this is preposterous, right? The careful of what? Tosis, you just got through saying that when it comes to a star, 
that every star has a value of absolutely nothing. Why? Because inasmuch as I can collect without the star, when he burns my star, you know what I lost? I didn't lose anything because even without the star, I could still collect. Yet this says, when I return the star, I have to pay careful with it. Careful of what? Careful of nothing. is nothing. So what am I paying? So this, this part of thesis, I told you, thesis came out unreadable. And because of that, that's why we have to go ahead and look around. So here, on this Tesfis, there's a Reb Chaim. Reb Chaim's in stencil. Due to a lack of time, um, should we read it? Should we read it inside? Let's read it inside. Let's see if you do it. I apologize. Yeah? So now, he quotes Tesfis. And he says as follows. Vihine, the second paragraph. The first paragraph is saying Tesfis. Says the second paragraph. Every star has two values. One of it is the value of the debt that it's expressing. Ruve knows me a hundred dollars. It says a hundred, two hundred. But there's a whole separate value. What's that separate value? The value I would pay to have a proof. How much is it worth it for me to have a document that I could say, hey, Ruvain, you don't want to pay me, but I have a document saying you have to pay me. That has a value also. Now, that's not worth $100, but maybe I would pay $10 for such a security. Maybe that does have a value. So now when the person goes ahead and burns a star, right? The Shmenjik comes and burns my star for no reason. He's grumpy. He does two different damages. One thing is he damages the $100 that he owes me. So if the ruling at the end of the day doesn't pay me, so now I lost out because he burnt it. So maybe he should pay the $100. Says, That's me, right? Because it didn't have to be that he lost it. And even if it had to be, right, it's not, it's not direct. Number two, Number two is the damage of the star itself. I lost the $10, what? Of the proof. I, I have a $10 proof called the star. That, that I did lose. That's not grammar. That's not going to me. He mamish burnt that. So, so that maybe that he has to pay me back. There it's not a $10 value to the, to the paper itself. That is a value because through it I can collect money. That's not money itself though. But this is not relevant when it comes to the Dinidagami. So how come the Mazik doesn't have to pay for that star, the value of the proof? So we have to say, This Hezek of the proof is also in the debt. At the end of the day, why did I lose out by not having the $10? Because as a result, I won't have the $100. Because if Ruvain's honest, even if I don't have my proof, I didn't lose out from the fact that the Shmendrik burnt my star. Right? And since it's only a Hezek in the Chiv itself, in the, in the hundred, so in that Mazik I can't. Because regarding the Mazik, I still have a Chiv. I can still collect. I burnt my chov, the shmendrik burnt my chov, so I'll say, yeah, but collect it still. What's that to do with me? Therefore, the ink and hezek shtabif me'atzmo. So the fact that I lost my proof isn't a hezek in the shtar itself. Because a hezek will be a chiv, shalazel, gulrim, vilay mazek. 
I, I might not be able to collect. That's grama that he's not liable for. That's not a mazik v'yadayim. V'kol zedafke v'mazik v'kol chivu humishum hezek shalanizak. Right? But that's all regarding mazik because there I have to pay for compensation. When it comes to geneva, there the chivs and the maisa geneva. And even if the person who was robbed gets a benefit from it, at the end of the day, there's a nice geneva here. It's worth money. And he has to pay for the stealing of the object, the star. If we didn't have a claw, prata claw, so what do you have to pay? He only has to pay on the shivui of the raya, not on the chayv itself, the chayv the gun of rakhazikai. Because that chayv he didn't steal, he only damaged. What's the Reb what's the Chaim saying? He's saying as follows, Ramesh Kishkwan Kavot. Like this. I have a star. Every star, says of Chaim, has two values. It has a value of the chayv that it represents, the hundred bucks, but it has a value as being a proof. What's the value of being a proof? The value of being a proof is... I can go now and I have a security in my collection ability. That security and collection ability has a value. So let's say if a $100 loan is a $10 security value. Good. He burns my star. He lost, I lost two things. I lost my star, chiv, or 100 bucks, and I lost my proof. The 100 bucks was the chiv itself, but I could still collect. Therefore, I'm not liable for it. But also, the ten dollars. Did I? The ten dollars is a proof. Did I have a hefsid because of the proof also? No, because even that proof is only coming that the proof is used for. And therefore, even if he burns the ten dollar proof, that's also only going to be garmi. That's not going to be a mamish hezek. What did I lose? Potentially nothing, because he could still pay it back. But says Tisvis, what happens if I give back the shtar be'en? The shtar be'en has a value. Why? Because there's a value in the fact that I have a proof now. So someone stole my star from me. So he doesn't have to pay me for the star because he gave me back the Be'en. I oh, now you gave me back the Be'en. How much is the Be'en worth? So as a Chov, it's not worth the Chov because the Chov, you can collect it on the star. But as a proof, there is a value. What's the value? Ten bucks. So give me back the star plus the Kefil. Give me another ten bucks as a Raya. Then we would have thought that when you machzi the shtar be'en, that's Lashon Tesis, came into Yisra the shtar be'en, if the shtar is still intact, chayv la'achzir, you have to give back the document. So I would think that shemachzir, when I give the document back as a raya, mishalem ha'kefel, play the value of the raya's shtar ima with him also. So give back the shtar with a ten bucks so that he can go collect a hundred. Aye, when the shtar is not around, you don't have to pay anything. Yeah, that's right. Because the Karen doesn't have a, there's no hefsid in the Karen when I don't collect from it. Why? Because I could still get my hundred. So we come at according to Tosis we in Reb Chaim we have a, a very interesting case. There's only a shavius while it's be'en, because everything else there's not dafka and hezek. When you give it back be'en, then pay the value of the secondary value, the value of raya, not the value of the chayv itself. So that's very geshmak. That's Tosis. So again. We're going to ask, what's the, what's the havamina of Yotzev Shtar that you pay careful? You never pay for the Shtar itself. And the answer is, no. When I return the Shtar Ba'en, then I would think I would pay careful on the value as a Raya. Not the value of the Chol, the value as a Raya. And that's the end of Tosis.
In Yitz Hashem, next week we're going to start from the sugya of Gufa Amirav, Karen King Chagan of Tashlum Ekeifel, Tashlum Ava Chamisha, Shasa Mada Bedin, Samachemad Aleph. The sugya, I'm telling you, is going to be life changing. Life changing. I'm very excited. The hard sugyas were working hard in Yeshiva for a few weeks. The alumni are here now, they're working on it for a few weeks. Besiyat Adeshmayat Shabi Geshmak, and I'm looking forward to continuing together. Good Shabbos.